0: of episode 115 of Man in a Room. Uh, I'm literally now getting home uh, from the cinema. Um, well basically just went to go see the film Moon Age Daydream and uh, really really liked it and I thought I'd just uh, give a quick little uh, you know little review about it. I'm actually not that far away from my home but I thought I'd you know add a bit of add a bit of colour to the whole thing, proceedings by uh, you know doing it out and about, um, so I just got off the bus, which is an experience in itself. To be fair, can't can't lie. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically, <laughs> well, I'll just tell you about the bus real quick. Um, so what happened was, I got on there, having had to wait for twenty minutes. You got a, got love got love Norfolk for its crappy bus bus service half past ten on a Friday night we have to wait half an hour for a bus anyway so I'm like okay get on sit down I always sit down at night uh, downstairs at night I always well the top deck mainly as a general rule uh, because well because I'm hard and um, so I sat downstairs this time obviously because I'm I'm a I'm a puss at the night and uh, looked down at my feet. It's all vomit, all vomit everywhere. I was like, oh great. So uh, I had to move. Anyway, just for I, I want to make sure I just have that little little detail there on that like forever recorded in the histories. And uh, yeah, anyway, so the film um, was really bloody good. There's my review. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, more reviews coming next time on the uh, Man in the Room podcast. Only joking, of course. Um, so, I've loved David Bowie for many, many years. I've loved the guy since I started college back in the year 2000, which is 22 years ago. Or did the maths there. I was 16. I uh, went to the local library. and Because um, back then, if you wanted a, a compact disc... That you couldn't afford. You could just, just uh, borrow it from the library, and obviously record it onto cassette tape. That's the that's the way we used to do. That's, that was piracy back in the early 2000s. Anyway, so what uh, I got this uh, this CD, uh, Bowie 1969 to 1970 something. I actually don't know what year it is, but I remember it's like a white front cover. I had a weird picture of him on the front of this sort of like psychedelic thing. And um the reason why I got it was because obviously up until that age I was mainly listening to the Beatles and 60s music and I thought well the natural progression would be to go to the 70s, and so I started listening to David Burr and I thought my god, this guy's bloody brilliant! I really like this guy, and I became obsessed. Like i became obsessed with him like pretty uh, straight out of the gate, which is uh not really surprising because he's a like I say, he's a bloody legend. And um so Yeah, so I was uh, listening to that and all that, and um, a little little side story on that. Uh, Turns out that my bro, um, apart away from me, also listened to David Bowie. We were like, one day we're like, you like David Bowie? You like David Bowie? Yeah. No way. We love David Bowie collectively. Anyway, so the guy's been a massive part of my life for the last twenty-two years. Um, I listen to him very regularly and I've got a lot of his albums on on vinyl and all that kind of stuff and I just love everything that he does more or less Um, so you know that's my opinion on the guy and then when I found out well when I found out it was going to be like a documentary slash uh, film experience of his career I was like yes please sign me up and so basically what Moon Age Daydream is um, is a collection of archive footage, uh, archive interviews, and um, basically his music, but made in such a way so that it's uh, like a like a, it's it's like an experience rather than a documentary. It does tell you the story of his life, but it has many strands that run throughout it that are from different like different maybe like different songs, different sort of eras and periods and all that kind of stuff and things are sort of overlapping and you know there's a lot of storytelling going on that kind of thing it's just just really really it's breathtaking it really was it's like there's well there's no chance of seeing him live ever again because he died in 2016 i think anyway and um yeah so it's uh it's the closest thing you probably get to actually probably seeing him live and I'm so, I'm, I'm dad actually made the effort to go see it in the cinema because, had I not seen it in the cinema, um, I would have not experienced it on a massive screen. And I also wouldn't have had the surround sound. Um And also, it's in 4K, which is something I've not really experienced that much of. And I'll be honest, it was like I say, I just sat there and it was just, I kept getting goosebumps. I was sitting there and I'd get like goosebumps and I thought, he was, he's, pardon my friend he was fucking fabulous. That's what he was. The, the, the way he inscribed Eva Bowie is he's just a fabulous Oh my god. Just uh, everything about him, He's dancing, he's singing, his songwriting, his art, his storytelling, just everything about the guy is just like oh, you know ridiculously amazing. And uh I don't know if non-Bowie fans would find the film interesting or not. But me personally I uh, literally said, like, kicking goosebumps, watching it, like, oh my god, it's just, I'm enjoying it so much, as watching him on the massive screen and being like, this is an experience that I've never uh, going to experience ever again. I've uh, been able to see that for the first time. And um, I mean, I will be a critical on some things. There are some things which I didn't really think made a lot of sense with some of the editing choices and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, there are certain things I wouldn't have done. Uh, I don't know, maybe sort of trimmed out certain bits because they weren't they went off a bit too long. But obviously they're, they're important to his story and all that kind of thing. But I was like, it did sort of sag a little bit in the middle, and I'm really really pissed off. There's no mention of Twin Peaks. Only joking. Um, and all this the other thing was, as a so there's no mention of Twin Peaks, and obviously I love the film Labyrinth. I'm having a pop at Labyrinth. Labyrinth is one of those films I used to watch as when I was a kid, and all that. Um, However, in, in my you know, I, I forget he was in Labyrinth. I always forget that. Like watching Labyrinth as a child, I didn't think, oh, there's David Bowie. I thought, oh, it's the Goblin King. And uh in my head, they aren't really the same thing. And so uh like I thought, oh, gotta wait for the, the Goblin King stuff to come up. And it he he just literally just popped up. Literally for like two seconds, and he was gone again. I was like, okay, that's good that they, they sort of acknowledged it, but didn't make a big deal about it. Um, but anyway, so I went to go see it on my own, which was uh, I'm fine. Well, I've gone to the cinema on my own. Um, there's actually, I actually know there's a baby about like three or four different people going on their own as well, and uh, there's no stigma attached to going to the cinema on your own at all. Like it's perfectly fine to do that. Um, it's, uh, if ever anyone's listening to this, going to the cinema on your own is the best. I recommend it highly. Um, well, it quite fun. the sort of the the age range of people there as well was was very interesting, because it was like um, there was quite many. It was old people. There was a few like younger people, and I wonder what they thought of of his career, because the thing about David Bowie is that you can't really. Um, do all of his career in a short amount of time, like, it takes you years to go through it all, like, to just, I mean, it's, you can sit there and listen to every single album, but, it's like, you have to sort of experience it, like, you have to listen to him over and over again, sort of really get into the nuts and bolts of what's going on with his career at that time, I mean, you got um like, his, earlier stuff, with like the Spaceman stuff, and, you know, Major Tom and all that kind of thing, and then you have his, sort of his, Sort of his sleazy lounge act stuff that he was doing, which was you know when he was basically on on cocaine and milk and red peppers, and then you've got his like his, his cleaning up and going to Berlin to make his weird uh, Berlin trilogy, you know, and uh, you know obviously the eighties stuff like the Let's Dance and you know his nineties stuff with the drum like the, like the yeah sort of the drum and bass stuff that he was doing. So it's like I I wonder how they were like. The younger people who I'm not saying they didn't, they haven't, you know. I'm not saying they aren't or they're lesser fans or anything like that or But there are certain aspects of his career that maybe they haven't covered yet, and they were like, "This is weird," you know. Like maybe they love the the seventies, sort of like, "Yeah, he's a, a spaceman," and you know, or they love the the labyrinth stuff, and like then seeing him talking about a fly being in his milk, taking on uh, taking on milk, and all that kind of stuff, and. You know, honestly, really, really loved it. It It's just a fantastic experience. And I'm sorry this isn't a particularly funny episode. And, ironically, one of the longest episodes I've recorded in a while. But that's because I'm very enthusiastic about David Bowie. David Bowie is my hero. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, Yes, that's that pretty much. Recommend it. I'd give it out of five. I mean, I really enjoyed it, but there are other films I enjoy more. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um obviously because I I can't I can't compare it to my favourite films like The Shining cause, uh or Ghostbusters. Um that wouldn't be fair. Um so anyway, uh yeah. Loved it. I'm enthusiastic, I'm very inspired as well, which is good for a film to do that. So uh yeah. Anyway, talk to you all tomorrow.